Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, The Ria Read, and this is your host Ria Kandelwal. Today we have with us Miss Rishita Bapuram, who is an author. Uh, she is a young girl who has been studying, which is a very big deal, and has come up with a book which she has done writing um, by the name of Dotted Lines. I think the name itself gives us a very good glance about how the things are working with such youngsters these days. So I think we should start with her. So and we have her online today. So hi, Rishita. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm good. Thank you so much. So as I was just about to say to my listeners, what an amazing book you have written. I have just got a little bit glance about how the uh, prologue is, how the first liners is, and the name dotted lines is something which is very much attaching to me. Like it's something which has got some of the things not mentioned, but still has got a lot of things to say. So I think I should give you a lot of things, or a lot of good praises on the. a decision of this uh, name of the book that you have chosen <laughs> thank you thank you so much uh, it was very intentional uh, and i was aware that you know um, some of the concerns that were raised when i chose dotted lines as my title was that it does not give away a lot about my story and what it directly intends to convey but uh, choosing the title was a very deliberate attempt because there were a lot of things that i spoke about in the book that exist all of us know these things exist all of us understand them to some extent but somehow they go unnoticed right uh, somehow like a dotted line which seemingly is there but at the same time isn't so it's it's a sort of a metaphorical um, draw in in that sense right even even you know i believe that there should be a meaning behind everything you do it's just what i believe in because some way or the other when we are working on something when we are doing something we always have something in our mind we want to uh, address something some of the issues rather and we want that to be said but in an unsaid way and i think that saves a lot right so so how did you come up with this book what's all about this just give us a little bit about this sure uh, so it was uh, towards the late of april last year at the height of pandemic all of us were in lockdown for almost 2 months till then and that whole excitement of having extended summer had worn off and i found myself uh, feeling very idle and bored and uh, after going through about pages and pages on on linkedin looking for opportunities and internships uh, almost literally anything and everything Uh, I came upon uh, a fellowship opportunity by a Georgetown professor, uh, Professor Eric Custer. Um, he launched a fellowship known as uh, PEP, uh, which is um, Professional uh, Portfolio Enhancement Program, uh, wherein you could create something that you know speaks of who you are. So you can either create a podcast, you can create a video series, you can write a book. and he provides you the resources to coach yourself in a way that you know makes you uh, in tune with the kind of mindset you need to develop uh, techniques for you to approach people to interview um, writing the whole process how do you fix yourself within a timeline and so i got into the program luckily and 5 months later i had a 25000 word manuscript in my hand Uh, it started off as something uh, that i wanted to explore about how technology and you know complicated social constructs like feminism or 
uh, even politics work in interconnection because those are the two main important things to me as as a person who's going who was at the precipice of her adulthood at the time um so it started off as that i spoke to a few people and then you know spoke to the people in my family and slowly and slowly the story evolved into what it came to be right i mean you know the time when we were actually uh, convinced by the fact that dalgona coffee is a thing you were busy writing a book that's commendable <laughs> i think that's giving me too much credit uh, i was also there in that like i said the two months that uh, we completely uh, took for granted thinking that you know we had an extended summer break and now for a whole year we were still uh, in in this uh, pandemic hopefully uh, we come out of it stronger and real soon definitely i believe that this pandemic has given us a lot of time to think and a lot of ways to bring out the best out of us i think i agree i agree so as far as your book is concerned i went through the one liners and i believe it's about a girl who is working in an office as a magazine writer i believe yes. is that right yes so yeah. as so... far as the working women are concerned in india So I just wanted to check up with you like what do you think what is your take on the women who are still working and do you think there is still a decline or there are the possibilities of other women to join in very soon See uh, there are two ways to look at this right uh, there is one way to look at it objectively uh, to look at the numbers and say this is how the the situation is this is this is exactly how it is another way to look at it is in terms of uh how much society has evolved um say from the last two decades or so uh coming to the first point objectively speaking the number of working women in india yes in 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 a uh, in a professional setup has gone down significantly from 2003 it topped down almost 50% it was at 48% and it came down to almost 23% and that is concerning in a lot of ways and and this i mean with no offense to you know any of the women who are homemakers they do incredible jobs and uh, i think we don't give them enough credit for the amount of work that they do to bring up children to bring up a home to to literally raise a whole nation right right uh, but when you're speaking uh, but when you look at it from a point of view of a person who sees herself as working in a professional setup one day uh that number is concerning right as women as people who are going to graduate real soon looking for jobs who are going to find themselves in the same environment for me it was very disturbing because i thought that you know maybe in the last two decades because of all the policies that came in because of all the gender inclusivity measures that were implemented setup of posh all of these things that we've strived towards making workplaces more habitable more comfortable more welcoming to women the numbers did not reflect that right so that that's one side of the picture and and i'll i'll, I'll come to the reasons in in some time uh, i discovered some of them via interviews uh, my mom also is working so a lot of the insight that i gather or uh, actually a large part of how i think is influenced by her another way to look at it is you know coming from the point of view of when you look at different generations of women 
right how society has evolved in terms of culture in terms of allowing women to study in terms of you know giving importance to their rights and wishes and all of that it seems very trivial when we talk about it right as people from the 21st century these things just come to us as granted but if you talk to people uh, if you talk to your grandmothers or or your great grandmothers they just find it unbelievable that something of, of this sort was could even be possible for us at at this point in time so i think that is a feat that we do have to commend ourselves for uh that we have come this far as a society in terms of making this world a better place for women at the same time we should we should take note and be concerned about the fact that despite so many measures women are still not comfortable you know uh, working uh, in in a professional environment in india today india as as a fact india produces the highest number of female engineering graduates in the world and we rank about 19th or 20th in terms of employing them and and that's a huge disparity right that means a lot of female engineers who are women are educated but they're choosing not to work right i mean that's really shocking when i see these numbers and you are saying those i actually could not believe this because as far as i am concerned the things which are going on these days girls are being independent they want to work on their own they want to make it win they want to win all the world they want to be toppers they want to be everything because they are working hard not because everything is for granted because they are women but they are working hard but seeing the numbers is declining is very shocking what do you think mm-hmm. can be the reasons for it because i i believe pe- girls or women are actually working hard as compared to the um the i'd say the technology the uh, sensibility uh, which we are getting nowadays was not that much approachable on the earlier days so how could the numbers yes, go down uh so even in my author's note i mentioned about how much more accessible uh you know resources have been to us for us to learn for us to grow for us to prosper in comparison to my grandmother who had access to none of these resources and i credit most of this to her for you know ensuring that i have access to these things uh, to, to even for me to be sitting here having this conversation with you is in large part her own contribution ensuring that her daughter got educated had the right amount of resources had everything she needed to educate herself to become independent which in fact which in uh, again reflected on me uh but when i talk about why women don't feel safe working or or you know even choose not to work there are there is no singular reason of us painting right we can all speculate we can say maybe safety measures are not strong enough maybe uh the workplace culture is still largely patriarchal i remember this one story from my mom's early working days that she told me uh you know um uh, one of her colleagues this was her first managerial position and one of her colleagues wanted to report uh, a misbehavior or sort of uh, workplace har- harassment kind of a thing and um when the report came to her and was taken forward uh, it is always the man who gets the benefit of the doubt right um, i'm trying to summarize it it's it's a huge incident that went down but there is always a benefit of the doubt given to the person at a higher position and for a woman who's just started her career to have experienced something as traumatic as this what motivation do you have to work anymore right 
and yeah. we as a society as an indian culture ourselves have always taught women to protect ourselves not go ahead and fight situations if we see an impending danger we say just avoid it why do you want to even confront a particular situation of that sort and it's a thought process and for us to change that is is an even lengthier uh, ambition uh, to imagine but certain things like these you know very casual remarks that come up even simple whatsapp forwards that are sexist in nature all of these in a way just contribute to a, a conscious thought of you know women being ulti- uh, inferior to to men in in some way and for a 21st century 19 year old girl to say this uh, would seem rather unfair to all the men out there because i know that a lot of improvements have been made to make this world very accommodating to me all of my friends who are guys are are, are very very progressive uh, if if you take into consideration the stories that you hear on a daily basis but it's and my my family has a lot of men who are you know who've always been supportive and encouraging of my my father's particularly been very supportive of my mom's career so i don't understand this i never understood this until i saw the number and that is why it confused me more actually, because actually i believe you are actually saying the right facts because you know i am also i am also a girl i have been studying i have been doing things i have been working full time i have done all I have been a part of a corporate. I have been a part of. I'm still working full time. That's totally fine. But you know, um, it's also because um, I believe. I know my family has supported me. They will support me. My dad has supported me. I have a brother. He has supported me every time. So maybe me and if I count you, then we have been in a society which is been that way. I mean, we are maybe not able to see beyond this. I mean. I know I'm working. I know some of my cousins are working who are girls. I know some of the females that are working who may be my colleagues. So maybe I'm around that portion which is a safe zone as I am not able to see something beyond that because there might be a possibility. Right. So we've been in this protective bubble uh, of sort where you you believe the world to be in a certain way simply because you've not seen the other side of it and to see something like that or experience something of that sort is very strange for us right it's it's not something that we ever anticipated we'd we'd ever face in our lives at least not in this day and time but to see that all of these practices are still very much prevalent is a cause of con- concern because it means that something is not working something is just not right which is pushing women away from workplaces which which is pushing women from pursuing their ambitions something is holding them back and that something guess, is um, what we need to talk more about the safety is the only concern because um uh, when we talk about a workspace there have been a lot of instances there have been a lot of laws there have been a lot of takes where women are being considered to be safe they are actually being provided a lot of things these days they have been provided with the access they have been provided with the hr who can talk to her so i mean why is safety always a concern are we ourselves not able to protect ourselves or not able to speak up is that the concern because sometimes i feel this to be very wrong because we always uh, make ourselves a little bit back like we take ourselves only a step back because we think that we are them i have seen many many girls who are of 21st century they have they again have got all the access like us 
they again have got the supportive family they have got all their technologies they have studied so far they don't want to work why maybe because if the safety is concerned their their point of view is we are not safe that's totally fine but they are not taking the step the step is the major problem i think some of the girls are not taking the step because they are concerned about what will happen exactly that that light bulb that suddenly goes off is is pushing women to be you know victimize themselves more often i'm sorry for the lack of better words um uh, but but i also think it is because inherently we live in a society that is designed for men right uh, i don't know if you've read this before but there was a very popular guardian article that came out a few years ago that spoke about how uh, different actually in all major ways security systems are designed keeping a men's uh, or a man's uh, um physical structure in mind you know car safety systems or you talk about well, railway yeah, safety I, systems i totally agree with that there have there are many many things which actually you know whenever we talk about anything which is um, being considered for humans the first tendency will comes out to be for the men not for the women and i totally agree with that because men so, usually generalize the term of being human if we can right. say that right uh, again uh, i i think that that there's a lot of contention to that as well um and 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 the day and time that we live in still a lot of things have changed at least i feel like in the last 3 years uh, the, the arc has been exponential uh, if you've uh, heard Sheryl Sandberg speak uh, she gave a ted talk a few years ago many years ago actually where she said she narrated a very simple example of her and her brother giving an exam and it talks about how women tend to you know usually uh, stay under confident it is not just the men who are making the environment hostile for ourselves it it is it is women who tend to do that for themselves as well uh, so what she says is you know uh, i had prepared so much for the exam and i was still so concerned about you know not getting a good score and my brother who barely studied anything partied his way through the whole whole semester came out saying that you know i did excellent and my mom also narrated this incident so many times uh, saying that um, you know when a man and a woman apply for a job or if there's a job posting that is that's been put up a uh, woman makes sure in general a woman makes makes sure that you know each and every skill set listed there meets her resume and unless that that target is hit she she's hesitant to apply or she feels like she's not good enough but it's not the same case for men men tend to feel more confident and that's because of the years of conditioning uh, years of men being a superior gender to women but that's although that's changing this subconscious mindset something that's called subconscious bias it's now being taught as well um but um, you know you know i would like to say something over here because uh, when we are talking about these kinds of things where um, we consider women to be thinking themselves to be a little step back like that but you know mm-hmm. today we are talking about the women who are from 21st century we are the women like as we have discussed earlier also that we are into that society where they are supporting us and we i have not seen any a uh, kind of this thing happened like any kind of um discrimination between a guy and a girl i have not seen that neither in my family nor in my family's two families like in the extended part of the families so exactly. maybe i don't have the idea 
of how a conditions work so if i got an opportunity with regard to any of these jobs i definitely apply because i don't have that mindset and if i don't have then i believe out of 100 maybe five girls are there who are from the same background who don't have any idea how discrimination works because they have not seen that i have not seen any of my family member discriminating with the vast 95% that we're talking about who still live in 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 somewhat a reserved mindset in their heads exactly. is is what is isn't making society more conducive for us as well right so it it falls upon us as as responsible moral beings for us to at least spread awareness or talk about it at the very least so people know that something is fundamentally wrong until i started doing my research until i spoke to people i didn't even know that this was a problem i didn't think it was a problem of today i thought it was a problem of yesterday exactly right? exactly when we talk about and, and i have totally to talk agree about with that because whenever we talk about a discrimination whenever we talk about um things happening to the girls girls not being stood up there ha- there are still many many sectors in the working environment where women are not even the part of it have never been the part of it girls are being the entrepreneurs they are uh, doing a startup they are running their own business everything is happening in the world but there are still many sectors where women have never been and not even thinking to be over there so there might be a reason for that and there is definitely a reason but i i guess there are still those girls who themselves are not willing to uh, make it happen i mean they if they have got everything they have studied still if they don't want to make it for themselves that is something we can't teach to everyone because when i talk about let's say an example of being a feminism i have talked about this to many people of my age of certain of them to be uh, elder to me certain of them to be younger to me so i have always noticed that some of them have got some of the perspective but others definitely believe that uh, their take is only because men are given more priority and men are uh, always the into the superior section of the society as compared to us so we are not getting the equal chances and that is okay that is totally fine and they want to prove it because yeah, they want to test where uh, you know uh, a woman was narrating as to um, why she was hesitant to take a role uh, a role which was offered to her because she thought it was just for promoting diversity just uh, in in double quotes um it it's it, you know when you include measures to bring about uh, equality it it also involves you giving preference to make sure that there is an equality in in the number of opportunities that are given so this this particular woman who is given the job uh she is hesitant to take it she thinks that she's been given the job not because she is capable enough for it but because she is a woman and they needed a woman on the team and years later when she recalls this she says that you know i'm glad that i took that opportunity that day because regardless of how i got that opportunity it gave me the ability to be where i am right now i wouldn't be here if i hadn't had the experience of of working there the very reason that opportunity was created was so that i wasn't falling behind was so that i had the opportunity to learn so leverage the opportunities that are given without feeling guilty about it right i believe it's about taking the step it's about uh, thinking first that you can do it and then making it happen 
you can't just sit back and think that this is not meant to be meant to be for me because i am a woman or finding any excuse for that sake because not doing anything is just an excuse and you can support it by any of the inferences by any of the causes that you think of right i agree completely so uh, i think we have got a lot of time we don't have much of the time left with us and this has been a fun conversation with you i loved talking about it so let's take your call a uh, final call on what do you think um women uh, these days should do to support other women because as far as we are concerned about the working environment which we have discussed just now we have also discussed mm-hmm. the fact of feminism so um yeah. what do you think like there might be some of the consequences where women are not even supporting other women which i have seen myself so do you think is that happening mm-hmm. or what can we do in this see you can't do anything about women who choose not to uh, let other women grow right it's 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 the way certain people are and and it's not just men there are certain women there are just there are men too the, the people in general who don't want certain people to grow and and that's something you have to deal with as a part of life uh, but if you do want to support women if you do want to create a conducive environment whether you're a man or a woman make sure that you know you you, you if you hear a sexist comment if you hear something that you know disturbs some some figment of conscience in you don't hold it back right just say i don't agree with it because i think it's wrong people might call you a spoil sport people might say that you know you, you be a sport about certain things it's it's a joke just take it no because it, 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 if it offends someone it it shouldn't be said at all exactly. another thing you can do is uh join communities as a woman i am a part of a, a very very uh, fulfilling and rewarding community known as uh women who code it is a not for profit organization which is just uh, a group of women who are in technology developing who come together who organize uh, different you know competitions who organize uh, skill improvement sessions who organize uh, simple uh, panel discussions just to talk about things that that concern us that concern our world that concern environment everything and anything right when you are together you know, and you're fighting for a common goal it's easier to win that battle Exactly. instead of individually each of us sitting in a corner and fighting this battle just join forces together and in in the world is is stronger and better off for it right right you said it really, i think really well so um where can we find your book like as like i guess this interview has given a lot of uh inspector uh, inspects about how you are how your book would it be because uh since i'm talking to you i can believe that your book would be really something loud with great words with great saying so where can i find it when is it coming up that's very sweet of you uh thank you so my book is published as of now um it is available on amazon uh, both the ebook version and paperback uh because the book is published in in the US um the printing might take a while i'm still waiting for my own printed copies uh because of the lockdown restrictions in india but the ebook is available and i've extended the discount period because of the paperback restrictions it is available for 75 rupees right now um until i uh, until the paperback becomes fully available for people to purchase um it's a very heartwarming story i like to think it is uh, it's a story I about a person i think it will be uh, very funny 
Thank you. It's a story of a person who's just starting off her career, who's moved to a city which is very intimidating, and she's living alone for the first time, uh, and an Indian sit in an Indian set setup that is quite uh, um, uh, an anomaly, right? So while she's figuring out her own growth process, her own position in her career, she's hit with these pangs of reality of how things actually work. She meets some incredible people along the way, and and the story is. of her finding her footing in the place and and in a world that's you know just constantly changing its position in in ways that she doesn't fully understand in in ways that she doesn't always like so um it, it's a story of how she figures out uh, how to make peace with the change and everything that she agrees and disagrees with around her oh, and i really hope you like it definitely i mean this sounds amazing to me So yeah I guess guys the name of the book is dotted lines I wish Rishita all the very best to her debut book I think it's going to be amazing and I'll also link her online uh, portal for the book with the description of this podcast because I definitely believe that a girl with such honest saying will be having a great words in the book So yeah I think we should support each other let's just join hands So I uh, yeah I guess we are guys already time out but uh, we'll catch you guys soon and thank you so much rishita for being with us today it's been a pleasure to have thank you. you thank you for having me thank you so much thank you guys i'll see you soon um stay tuned stay tuned to the podcast i'll definitely link the description of the book with this the podcast and i'll see you soon thank you bye bye